This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What's up, guys? Special shout out to our sponsor, Blue Man Hair Care Products. As you know, we've been using Blue Man for the past maybe two months. And guys, me personally, using it every day because I want to actually use the stuff that we have on the channel. I don't want to just bring something on if I don't use it and or if Marty doesn't use it. You know what I'm saying? Something that we can't actively use and put to the test. But so far, guys, I've been using Blue Man every single time I do my hair. Every single show since the first time they sent me something, 100% I approve. And I know about 70% of dudes aren't actively putting hair care products. I understand. But the 30%, that makes up a lot of the world, man. And that's why there are hair care products for men. So I used to just do the old water and hairspray. And guys, to be honest, for me to you, if from experience, it just dries my hair. I got hella bad dandruff and it's it's lame. I look dirty, all right? So I've been using Blue Man, I say, for the past two months, and I can notice the difference immediately. It's just, it really is help. It's not L.A. gear times. Remember that L.A. stuff where it's like see-through red, yellow, green? Did you ever have that? L.A. Before? looks. Yeah, L.A. Yeah. looks. Remember that? It's not like that, guys. It's not. It, this is just the adult version of hair care, I feel. They have really cool packaging. Everything about it is dope. I love it. I've used it personally every single episode. But if you do want to check it out, guys, go to www.blueman.com. That's B-L-U-M-A-A-N.com forward slash YOLA. That is our link. Or you can use code YOLA at checkout. And that code will get you 10% off. And as always, if you don't want to type this all in, the link in this description, all of our videos, the link in the description has Blue Man's link. goes directly through it. Just remember, use code YOLA for 10% off. So as always, guys, thank you so much for using the code. Thank you for supporting the people that support us. We appreciate you. You guys asked so much. The day has finally come. Here it is. Introducing Dope As Usual merch. We have shirts in black and white, sizes small through 3X. We have sweaters. We have shorts and beanies. We have the shirt in white or black. We have the hoodie with the back print and the front print. We have shorts and beanies. So if you want to check it out, it's dopeasusual.store or click the link in the description of the video. What's up, everybody? I am Thomas, Dope as Yola, whatever you want to call me. Welcome back to another episode of the Dope as Usual podcast. Today, we are talking to a legendary person. And as you can see from the title, as you can see from the thumbnail, you already know who it is. Um, wh- what is there really to say? Like, wh- Marty, I know this is the intro, but come on, man. Some legendary shit this going down. fucking awesome. All right. My father-in-law is freaking the fuck out right <laughs> yeah. now. He's never freaked out over anything. This is fucking awesome. Guys, I'm so damn happy to announce that this is the Tommy Chong episode, filmmaker, comedian, musician, cannabis producer, happiness producer, Tommy Chong, man. Like every like I told you, I'm excited. I've talked to him once before. I filmed with him, and it was so fucking fun. So thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. We're doing this intro because obviously he got away from us again, and I, we just started talking. And I even told him, like, yo, okay, hold on. Let's do an intro. And then, and then we just kept going on tangents and just never stopped. The entire yeah. episode, it just never stopped. So, guys, uh, this is the intro. This is the Tommy Chong episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. I'm very, very excited. Also, guys, big announcement. We just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. 
we hit 100K, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a few months since we started, but to see 100,000 on there is very, very cool. 100,000 friends, 100,000 homies, 100,000 people having fun, hanging out with Marty and I every week. So thank you guys so much from us to you. We appreciate you guys. Also, we hit, a, what was it, a million watch time, a million views combined in this month, yep. which is huge for us. So thank you guys so much for supporting, for watching Spotify, for Apple Podcasts, everything. Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. So let's get into it. I know we don't get too too far, but we want to say thank you. The 100000 is really big to us, but let's get back to why we're all here, why we're so damn excited, and why I'm smiling like this. Guys, this is the Tommy Chong episode. Let's get to it. Well, sorry, we just started getting a conversation. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start this real quick. Did you let him know he's got a water there? And oh yeah, you have a water right here, and you have a joint lighter ashtray if you want to smoke. That. Oh, I see that. I see that you got water. I'll take a okay. Um, shot of water. Is this shot you good? <laughs> um, also, so I'm gonna just let the intro. He's just let the little 10 second song play. I'll do the intro, and then we'll start. Okay. Cool. Cool. And you don't have to wear the headphones. It's up to you. I just I can hear myself. Oh, you like the and look? The guest, I know. I can hear it. That Howard Stern look. <laughs> you see, I was watching the Howard Stern. I haven't seen him for years. He's up on a, like a pedestal now. Oh, at the studio. Yeah. They have a whole like, Costco-sized studio. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and this big, the whole thing. Uh-huh. And then he's got the de- the guests are way down. They're like 40 feet out. Yeah. <laughs> it's cr- it's like some Knight and King table stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like he's he's elevated. He's like, yeah, he's on a throne. He's, he's definitely on a throne. It's, it's almost like King of Kings. That's exactly. Well, I mean, for when it comes to radio podcasting, who else is the biggest person on the planet? Howard Stern. Howard Stern, yeah. He's the biggest. And you know I mean, how we got to start? Oh. Cheech and Chong records. Really? Listening to Cheech and Chong. What do you mean? That's mm-hmm. how he was inspired to do his thing? Well, inspired him. Yeah. Oh, really? You know how we we went crazy with our bits, with our record yeah. bits and that? You know, we did all, we did pot commercials, you know, way, way before, you know, Acapulco Gold. And, and then we have these crazy uh, horrendous revolver. Uh, we're in the studio of horrendous revolver. That would take off on Geraldo Her- 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 Rivera. Rivera. We just <laughs> talked about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's crazy that he, you say that he was inspired by that because I've been doing this, for, the podcasting only a few months, but we've been making content, doing all this for 10 years. Sure. And I've made, I can't tell you how many Cheat and Chong skits I've made. Our Cheat and Chong <laughs> videos and just little skits with weed and nugs with a bandana on and this over. I mean, that's what I've been uh, doing yeah, for 10 yeah, years, yeah. man. No, I, I uh, when Cheech and I broke up. Uh, what year was Howard, that? Howard, uh, I think it was 84. Around there, 81, 82, 83. We were doing a movie a year, or every other year we did a movie. And then the last movie was the Corsican Brothers that we actually did. And that was in the 80s? That was 81 or 2, something like that. But by the time we edited, it was around 84, I think. It took three years for editing? Well, you know, yeah, I didn't get ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, you're doing feature films yeah. back yeah. when you had to clip the stuff together, correct? Well, you, had a, reels? You, know, you had a whole system, editing system. Uh, you know, movies take a few years, yeah. each, each one. But uh, 
after we, when Cheech and I broke up, uh, Howard, I went on Howard Stern, and we had a thing. Uh, we we're going to find the new Cheech. Oh wow! And so uh, we, we were advertising, and we had we had uh, auditions at the Laugh Factory in L.A., and we never got one Mexican. <laughs> We got old ladies, jugglers. We got per impersonated. No Mexicans. Any, anything, any excuse to get on stage. Oh, I see. Like a like a performance before the stars, before Dancing with the Stars. All the nutcases come up. Yeah. And then I realized, well, that's what Cheech and Chong were. 100%. Yeah. We were Eddie Torres. <laughs> Extra testicle. <laughs> that right there is ridiculous, man. I saw that when I was about five years old. I go, whoa. These guys are crazy. He's not oh. Burt Reynolds. That's not Burt Reynolds. That's what I thought. Like, that is not Burt Reynolds, mom. <laughs> that movie, that That's movie, we broke every rule. Now, you know. What oh, you couldn't it? get away with any of that. You oh, get away that, with that movie's like a poster of what you're not supposed to do. Oh, the outer space. I know we can't even say it. We can't even say the skit name, but the outer space one when I was a kid was great. I just didn't understand, you know, when you're a child and you're yeah. you're watching something like that guy is in that movie, but I thought he was that man. How was he two different people? Because you think that that's really them, you know, when you're a kid. Like that's wait, oh, he's an actor. That's not Mr. Burt. That's not Burt. Exactly. And Mr. Dolly, <laughs> Mrs. Dolly Parton. I just remember thinking, these adults think that's Dolly Parton. I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I, I just didn't understand as a kid. Um, so that was the last movie you filmed. You said. Well, together. Together. You know, and then Cheech went on to do uh, Born in East L.A. Oh, yes. And then that, that was the end of us. That, really? That, that, it was just a mutual, just no, been too long? No, I, I, no, what happened, it was mutual that, they, that Cheech didn't like, I got more power. You know, I was the director. I, I wrote all the movies anyway. Yeah, I, I knew that. And and then I and I directed all the movies. I didn't know you directed them all. Yeah, because uh, if you're making up shit... You know, <laughs> uh, you have to direct people what to do. Yes. You know, direct, okay, we're going to come in here, the camera's going to hear, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll do a bit, you do this, you say this, I'll do that, you know. And so uh, Cheech got, uh, yeah, his nose got out of joint, you know. Oh, really? And, and I didn't so know that. then he, uh, he, he's going to write his own movie, and which he did, you know, Born in East LA. And when, when we did, he did the tune first. You know, that was under the Cheech and Chong banner. You know, Cheech and Chong did uh, uh, Born in East L.A. But Born in East L.A. was a takeoff of, uh, of uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, okay. See, born, born in, in America, in the USA. Born in the USA. Yeah. See. But Cheech's Born in East L.A. got more popular. <laughs> but he never wrote a part in for me. Oh. There was no part for me to play. Really? Think about it. You know, there there was no room for me to play, and and in the record itself, he put a he had a little place where I play a cop. You know, well that my character is Chong. You know, and Chong is not a cop. Anything but. You know, and I'm not going to play a cop. Yeah. You know, because I didn't. You know, I I I spent my whole life getting this character, this Tommy Chong character, and I I wasn't going to you know lose it just to for to one. be on screen. Yeah. So I, I made sure I stayed true to my character. And when, when Cheech wrote, uh, we, we had this argument just recently because we did a, a documentary. We were finishing up a documentary. 
And so in the car, in the documentary, we're arguing about born in East L.A. I don't know if they'll show it on screen or not, but that was the problem that I had, you know. And also, the, I had a problem with, see, Up in Smoke, we got deported in Up in Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cheech, when we were going to... Uh, uh, we're, we're trying to write a movie after we get, sort of got back together again, you know, and uh, and uh, what, the, what, what what's that movie about the cops, uh, Highway Patrolman or the dumb? I, I forget. Super, Super Troopers. Troopers. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those guys wanted to do a movie. Broken Lizard. And and I and I Broken Lizard. So I said uh, something about. Uh, well, they want about East LA, you know, being deported. And I said, "Well, we got deported in uh, in uh, up in smoke." And Cheech argued. He said, "We, what are you talking about?" That's exactly we, what happened. Cheech argued. He said, "We never got deported in up up in smoke." What are you talking about? I had that. I had that expression. Did you have to go for a second? Wait, did we? No, you did. That's I exactly had that. Ex <laughs> that was the expression. I, I looked at Cheech. What? Because to me. But see, again, I wrote that part where we get d deported. It's a pretty vital part of the movie. <laughs> I, you would think. But see, he, he directed Born in East L.A. So what he was thinking, that we never got deported like the kid got deported by mistake. Gotcha. You know, like a real deportation. It was a funny one. It was yeah. a funny one yeah. where, where it was like, hey, uh, Uncle Louie, yeah, yeah, we got deported, man. <laughs> yeah, where are you? Oh, 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 you want us to drive a car back? Oh, no problem. It was that quick. And so when, when Cheech, you know, did that, uh, born, because it was a real kid that got deported by mistake, yeah. and, uh, and Cheech definitely wanted to, uh, to riff on that. Now, my version would have been Cheech and Chong are heroes. We either go get the kid... Smuggling back, you know, some, 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 some. We're, we're, we're together, you know, but uh, he, he, he was, he was really tired of me uh, telling him what to do. <laughs> he, he did not want to hear, he did not want to hear point. my voice ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming, wait, how did you guys exactly meet the first day you ever met? Was it? Well, again, you know what I found out? I, I do a lot of cameos now, and I, and I tell people the truth is so powerful because it doesn't change. Yes. You can you know, enlarge it. You can make it bigger than, but it's the truth. The truth was Cheech was up in Canada dodging the draft, getting out of the draft. Wow. The, he was in school, and all of a sudden... His name appeared on the draft thing. He was going to get drafted into oh. the Vietnam War. And he, he's not a fighter. And his dad was an ex-sailor uh, in the Second World War. And his oh, dad wow. was uh, a sergeant at the LAPD. And I did not know that at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Cheech is uh, Oscar. Oscar is well-known. And so Cheech was really raised in a very strict uh, environment. Although the, and, and so... He had a choice, you know. He he would have he would have been dead, and so he he's a Mexican he, going to the Vietnam War. So he he took off. He he joined uh, you know that whole anti-war movement, burned his draft card, and left uh, for Canada. for Calgary. Now the the serendipity thing was that he moved right where I was raised, 
right to the same neighborhood. Wow. And he met the kids that I grew up with in, in school. And Cheech, now Cheech. So what he did, he left L.A., went up to, to work with a world-renowned potter. Cheech was a... Uh, like, pot, like pottery? Yeah, pottery. Oh. Cheech, you know, Mexican potter. <laughs> I know. Ever heard of that? <laughs> but anyway, he, he was up there working with a world-renowned potter. Uh, Drahanchuk was his name. And, uh, and he was up there for about a year. And then he went to Banff uh, with some friends. And he broke his leg, compound fracture. Oh. In his, uh, I think, his right leg. And so he was on crutches, laid up, and and then uh, he lived in Calgary and Banff and then Calgary and then, or Pritis, Alberta. And then he uh, ended up in Vancouver. I, th I think he hitchhiked to Vancouver. I'm not sure the whole stories. But he was always entertaining and always funny. And so then I was with Motown, and then I got fired from Motown because I... Motown. Uh, records Motown records yeah you used to work there I'm a guitar player songwriter I, I knew that but you were yeah. saying you got fired from like a band you were there yeah yeah oh, okay yeah what happened I, I was with Motown got fired uh, Motown took Bobby Taylor the singer I ended up playing in like a backup band for Chris Clark then I had to get a green card and oh, Canadian. yeah, I'm Canadian. I got deported from uh, uh, from the states to Windsor, Ontario. I got deported across uh, self self deportation, it's called. And so I had to get a green card. I had to miss a gig. Uh, I was with Chris Clark, and I had to miss a gig to do the do do the meeting. You know, the green card meeting. And the road manager of Motown didn't know what a green card was, and he told me if I miss a gig, I'm fired. And so I missed the gig. I got fired. Then Barry Gordy found out about it, called me up, said, no, you're not fired. And I said, yeah, I think I, I'm going to stay fired. <laughs> Barry Gordy's uh, the owner of, of, of yeah. Motown Records, correct? Yeah, and Barry was a good friend, you know, and he really appreciated it. And so Barry gave me a nice uh, a severance pay. And so then I went back to, first I stopped in L.A. first. I wanted just to be a songwriter, you know, which I am now, by the way. So I've I've seen it. I've been to your, yeah. I've been to your live shows. Yeah, I've been to so shows. so I'm more and, and now I do, I'm doing poetry, and so uh, but anyway I I, I was going to become a songwriter and then the the nightclubs that we own the family owned nightclubs in Vancouver needed my attention, so I went back and I turned a we had a strip club uh, was one of our clubs. You used to run a strip club too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We had we owned an after hours club. By the way, the guy that bought the building. Had an empty steakhouse, approached me, why don't you put a, a club in there with the band, you know, and pay rent when you start making it. We, we did that with the After Hours Club. We got so successful, another club owner that was had a dinner club, he comes up, do you want another club? We said, sure. So we turn, turned the dinner club into a strip club, Vancouver's first strip club. The first one. The first one, yeah. At first we had to do body painting and pasties oh, on the to make it pass to make it pass thing. <laughs> and then uh, and so what i did i came back without a band now I, I i'm free i don't have any music you know i don't have a band to carry around and so i started working at the strip club in the light booth watching the show and then i realized you know th th this would make a good improvisational club and so i changed the strip club 
with, but I used the girls as actresses, and, and uh, I used the MC and the singers as actors, and then the MC quit because, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, he, his name was Taps Harris, a black guy, that tap dancer, and the reason, uh, and he would just come out, and here's uh, Sophia, and here's Maureen, and here's so-and-so, and so when I changed it to an to a, uh, improvisational club, the, the scene was it was a pajama party after the strip club. And so the girls would show up in their street clothes and Taps Harris would show up for the party. And they'd say, hey, why do they call you Taps? And yeah, I'm a tap dancer. Well, let me see something. And so Taps did, did, a, did a tap dance, you know, did a show. And he was so good that the audience clapped so hard they needed an encore. And so he did the encore, and then he quit right after that. It was too too hard to work. He was no. an old, he was an old guy, man, and that tapped. <laughs> he quit after everybody gave him a standing ovation. That's how you go out. He All quit. right, he went out on top. He quit. He quit. And, and so I went to the doorman, who was a very funny guy, you know, funny face, everything. And I said, to Dave was his name. Dave. I said, Do you want to take over Tap's place? And Dave said to me, he said, well, I'll do it if you do it. And all of a sudden, I, I'm on stage. And I couldn't say no. It's the first time you've been and, on stage. And so I said, okay. So now, instead of directing, I'm acting. And, and I loved it. I, I took to it right away. And Dave, he took to it right away. And so we had a real good comedy thing. And then we had another straight guy, Rick Lenz, because we needed a straight guy. We, we, had, the, we had the long hair. And Rick Lenz had the short hair, and so he could play a cop, he could play a gotcha. businessman, he could play all these different characters. And so, but his wife, <laughs> Rick was a legitimate actor, you know, stage actor. Mm -hmm. And so we got so popular because, of, you know, no one ever saw uh, strippers act, you know. And when they took off their clothes, it would be their street clothes, you know. And so when we do a skit where they take off their clothes, it was really sexy, you know. It wasn't that, you know, that, that thing. What year is this? Huh? What year is this? Uh, 68. Oh, you had to get away with a lot then. 1968. And, wow. and so, uh, and then we, we went into 69 because we spent 68 the summer or the Christmas. 69 was in the strip club. And... <laughs> And I would go down to periodically because I was married. I had two, two kids in L.A. And, uh, and, that, and I had my girlfriend, now my wife, working as a waitress in, in the strip club. Oh, wow. And so I'd go in between uh, uh, cities, you know, Vancouver and then L.A. And so Christmas time, I'd fl I flew down to, to L.A. And then I went and caught the committee, you know, the improv group uh, in L.A., in Hollywood. And I, I, I would see the bits, memorize what I could, you know, and then I'd go back and teach our, our people. So you're taking bits. a class to teach improv class to your guys? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so I, I but anyway, the, the, the wife of the straight actor, Rick, uh, we got so popular, we hit the front page of the uh, Vancouver Sun. And it's a picture of Rick Lands with the strippers on either side with their titties in his ear. <laughs> they, they, they printed that? Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know, I mean, they they weren't bare titties, you know. Oh, okay, okay. They had the bras on, you know, but they're 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 obviously nice uh, titties. <laughs> and Rick Lenz's wife, you know, she was like a Jehovah Witness or some oh, straight, no. you know. She she marched Rick out of that club so fast, and so I needed a straight man. Oh, that was the last time you ever went. And so you got tracked out forever. Yeah. And so, so this mutual friend who was a, a, a you know a big fan of the show, he he came up to me. He's I know the perfect guy for you. He's this little. He, he, oh, you got to meet him. And so then I went and I met this Richard Marin. Wow. And uh, Richard, he wasn't a Mexican. We don't. No one knew what he was. He had short hair, and clean shaven, Richard. And when he joined the group, he came down, he saw our act, he liked it, he joined the group. And uh, and at first he just watched and he kind of memorized everything, you know. And and then he would had a, like a, he was a writer and he would do the odd bit, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but we got so successful that we almost went broke in the club. How? Well, oh, because you weren't doing strip clubs <laughs> The strip club, we'd get twenty drunks that would throw their money around, you know, hey, you know, just throw yeah. their money. We now we got a theater crowd, sip their wine and count their change. There was no money happening, and they pay. And I wasn't smart enough to charge a shit load at the at the door. Yeah, you know, uh, I never thought of it. I, I never ever looked at the financial thing. I was always on stage. So anyway, my brother said, came up to me, he ran the club, threw the bills in front of my face and says, we got to go back to the bikers, you know. And so we did, I think the next week. And so Cheech and I were the only ones that wanted to keep going, Richard and I. And so Richard and I put a band together uh, because I'm a blues singer, you know, a blues guitar player. And, <laughs> and uh, Richard's a singer. But we, we went and we entered the Battle of the Bands in Vancouver. So you really did do a Battle of the Bands? Oh, we did a band. Oh, we, we, did a, we had a band. But they never played one note. Uh, Richard and I went out and did 45 minutes of comedy, which we'd been doing in the strip oh. club. See, in the strip club, we used to do two shows, two one-hour shows. And, you know, the first hour, and then we would take questions from the answer, or requests from the audience. Oh, this is like an improv live show you guys are it doing. It was total improv. And so then the, uh, the that crowd would leave, and, and then we'd come up and do a second show with a new audience. And so that's how we built our re repertoire. Anyway, uh, so when we, before we played music, Cheech and I were going to do a little comedy. We never played one note. We were just totally into comedy because we weren't into music, you know, other than just me playing the guitar and singing. And so the band, <laughs> the band was funny. Uh, he goes, when's our next gig, boss? <laughs> oh, they never even played. <laughs> they never played a note. So that night, we're driving home, and it was Richard and, and Chong. We're, so we're trying to think of a name. And I said to, to Cheech, don't you have a nickname? He said, yeah, Cheech. And so it was Cheech, it Cheech and Chong. And that was the first time I heard the word Cheech. And it was Cheech and Chong. 
And I didn't, I still didn't know at the time, I didn't know he was Mexican because in Canada, there are very few Mexicans. Yeah, you don't hear of a Mexican. There was Canada. a football player, uh, and that was the only guy we knew, you know, and uh, weren't into Mexican food or anything like that until I met Cheech. And so then now, because Cheech was a fugitive, oh, that's right. That's we have right. to sneak into LA. So sneak in. Sneak in. <laughs> From as a citizen from Canada, <laughs> and so Cheech gets a friend of his ID, a white guy's ID, white name, everything. Showed him the ID at the border. Boom, go on in. How ironic! And Mexican we got not sneaking into America from Canada. from Canada. No one, no one thought about it. And he's an American. I know that's the best. I'm part. the guy. That I'm a Canadian and and I I walk in like no problem, uh, and and so so then we hit L.A. and uh, we started looking for gigs, you know, any and we started working mostly black clubs because they would hire me, you know, from my experience with Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's, Your I, I, I had have. A, I had an in with all the black clubs, and so when they found out I'm doing comedy, they loved it because. Uh, you know that was their, but they always had a comedian and a dancer and then dancing, you know, with the band, and so we, we did that for about a year. But the first gig we did, Cheech almost didn't make it. Cheech, when he got back to LA, he hooked up with his old buddies, you know, and he was in Big Bear, oh the mountain, yeah. And I was, <laughs> uh, and I was getting us a gig in in LA, in LA at the Red Fox Club. Red Fox, I only had a club. Oh, he had one for a while on La Cienega. Wow. And so, uh, anyway, Cheech made it back. At first he was going, well, you know, I'm here. And I said, Cheech, the only reason we're here is to start working. Yeah. So he, he made it back. And we went on at the Red Fox Club for the first time in L.A. And uh, It's a historical moment, man. Oh, yeah. Is that club still there? No, no. No, no, no oh. it's gone. It's gone. In fact, we were announced. Uh, Norma uh, Norma Miller. Uh, she announced was uh, you guys? Uh, a black comedian uh, dancer. Uh, she couldn't pronounce her name, so she called us Geek and Gank. <laughs> and here they are, Geek and Gank. <laughs> did you guys get paid for that one? The first, the first thing oh, you ever did. We never got paid for. So you just doing it because you loved it. Uh, we did it. It was open mic, and so we went on. But what we did do. Uh, we hooked up with Lenny Bruce, oh, all his wow. entourage. Lenny had died a, a couple of years earlier, and the and they were like cruising the comedy clubs, you know, because they used to be with Lenny every day. And, and now, now, but wow. Lenny's uh, ex father-in-law Tony Vascara, another uh, beautiful uh, Chicano, uh, he came up to me, and he gave me the best compliment. He said, you know, I'm uh, Tony uh, Vizcarra, you know, my father-in-law was uh, Lenny Bruce, and I was married to uh, Sally Mara's mother. Actually, he was Lenny's father. Whoa. <laughs> and he was married to Sally, M Lenny's mother. But anyway, Tony, he said to me, he said, you're the closest to Lenny Bruce that I've ever seen. And the first I, show, he, and he tells you that? Yeah. And so then Tony, first of all, he, he, he wanted to be our manager, but he, he was broker than we were. Oh, no. <laughs> and, he, and he had a bit of a uh, heroin ad, uh, problem. 
you know, uh, a bit. Oof, a bit. That's bad. Yeah. Any bit of that is. But he, you know, but he, he stayed for a long time. He hung around. He saw us make it, and he was our, He was like our coach when we were we we go do these different clubs. You know, because we worked a good year. We'd go in at PJs. We worked. Uh, the Smothers Brothers had a club, and uh, in Huntington Beach, it was a rowdy beer club that the Smothers Brothers couldn't work. Who's who Smothers Brother? Was that? The Smothers Brothers were a comedy team from the '60s on TV. There used to be a lot of comedy like duos. You're saying? No, that was they were the comedy duo, the Tom and. Uh, what was his name? Tom. Anyways, the Smothers Brothers. They were very famous. Everybody. World renowned. And I just read a real funny thing about, there was a singer called um, Nielsen. Uh, he did a song called, uh, People Talking About Me. I oh. can't hear a word they're saying. Yes. Only the echoes song. of my mind. That was uh, Nielsen. <laughs> Nielsen, at the end of his life and his career, he was a drunk and a rowdy drunk, teamed up with John Lennon. When John Lennon was uh, in between uh, Yoko and, uh, and Mi Ling, you know, the Chinese, and he was like in his wild times, he was him and Nielsen. <laughs> they went to the Troubadour when the Smothers Brothers were trying to come back because Smothers Brothers had their own TV show. Then oh, they were wow. on Sonny and Cher. They were so big. A variety show. Yeah, variety shows. So then they're making their big comeback at the Troubadour. And the first night there, they run into <laughs> John Lennon and Nielsen, and they're drunk, and they heckled them, literally heckled them off the stage. They stopped <laughs> their comeback. Because John Lennon preaching positivity <laughs> was like, you fucking suck. Could you? I'd walk off stage too. Like, am I doing that bad? John Lennon's heckling me. I'm out. Again, when you get John Lennon heckling you, <laughs> the nicest man. And Nielsen, Nielsen was a, was his claim. Nielsen's claim to fame was that he never worked live. No, they did he albums? was a songwriter only, only wow. never worked live. What and yet he had the best voice. His voice was so good that Paul McCartney calls him personally. Hey. Uh, Nielsen, this is Paul McCartney. I just want to say, you great singer and phenomenal songwriter. Wow. He wrote One is the Only Number. Yes. Uh, with uh, Three Dog Night. I didn't know he wrote Night. that, Nat. I didn't know he wrote that. He wrote that, Nielsen. Oh, he wrote a ton of... It's wild to think of how many people, performers, write other performers' songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, un it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that was Nielsen. But when I heard that, <laughs> when I, I saw the it's, documentary, it's on... Uh, Tibby or some kind of TV. Oh, uh, Tubi, I just Tibi. saw. I just saw the little the new yeah. streaming platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Nielsen, check it out, man. It's funny. And my my brother in law with my first wife, he was a drummer of Three Dog Night. Florent, oh, the the people that sang the song. Yeah, and so he's in the documentary. That's oh, why random. I your ex brother in law used to be in Three Dog Night. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm connected in so many ways. That's a very random connection. Oh, to have. It, 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 the, my whole life is has been like that. You know? Do you think that helped you shape to what you wanted to do, or do you think it just all happened randomly and just kept going? I'm I'm part of it. I'm just part of this whole thing. Well, like the pot. There's a good example, you know, because when we did up in smoke, I mean, pot was so illegal 
You know, there are people doing life in prison right now. Still. Still. That were there yeah. when watching that movie. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Chong and Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong, man. Around the world. I have a question. If you were doing all that back then, I mean, even now, people have social media and like, hey, don't put that on the internet. You might get in trouble. Cop sees you, reckon. Did you have a hard time going through checkpoints and going to certain places because oh, who you were? Are you kidding? Nonstop getting searched. <laughs> no, we had a, all that shit. And we would get caught. I would get caught. <laughs> you still bring the weed? I used to smuggle my weed in my guitar case because, uh, you know, when Cheech and I split up, I started doing a solo act. And then I'd, I'd bring my guitar and, and, and we'd rent an amp. Uh, fire, you know, somewhere. But I always carried my smoke in my guitar case above my head. And so when the dogs searched anything, they could oh. never find it. It was always up there. So <laughs> and so, except one so time, hard. I forgot I had a pipe in my pocket. Oh. And the dog, next thing you know, I got a dog on my balls. You know, smelling. <laughs> He's got his nose right in there. And I don't know. It's a friendly pup. And so they, so they, the immigration and oh, DEA and everybody comes down on me. This I'm going into Canada now. Oh, we're going back home. And so, so they, so they, uh, they, they said, uh, Mr. Trong, do you have any more uh, marijuana? You know, they got the pipe. I'll make it easier on you if, uh, blah blah blah. You know that whole speech. Oh yeah, I got a lot of pot. Let me see, and I find it for him. He got my passport, and they. To go in the back room, you know, trying to figure out what charges they're going to lay on me, you know. Then they come back, hand me my passport, and says, uh, you can go. I says, what? He says, well, you were born in Canada, so we can't keep you out of Canada. And you have a United States passport, so we can't, so we can't keep you out of the North United States. And so, um, yeah, you're free to go. I says, that means I can smuggle pot back and forth? And, and the guy really said, oh, don't do that. It's the <laughs> nicest thing. Please, sir, yeah, don't yeah. smuggle weed. <laughs> Please, don't, don't do that. How, um, how, do you go back now to Canada? Well, because of the, I haven't been back for over a year, you know, because, oh, because of the, the restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But no, I got no problem now, you know. In fact, when Cheech and I got together, <laughs> we did our um, 08. You know, a big reunion tour. And it was called Get It Legal Tour. And that's when you, you guys, that was on your break. And you came back and the 08 yeah. was the comeback. Yeah, that was that's our a big. a long stretch. Yeah, it was a big comeback. And so we're, we're together and we're going into Canada for the first time. We're going into, I think it was Hamilton yeah, or Toronto, somewhere in there. Anyway, we get to the border and the Canadian immigration are wearing flak jackets. Why? <laughs> because these famous stoners are invading their country. Oh my god! <laughs> they, they had their flag. The only thing they didn't have was their mask. Their uh, for you guys, there. yeah, the mask. And it's Cheech and Chong, and I get whipped through. I'm Canadian, and Cheech is, takes hours to get him through. You would think, since they know who you are, they go, "No, they're here to play." Yeah. Wow, even you guys, no matter what, even you guys get messed with at the border. Oh, big time. That makes me feel better. Big time. Because I get fucked with so much. Big time. Oh, man. One time, one time, <laughs> I'm 
getting ready to leave uh, on, on the gig. And there's a, a, a pen case where I used to carry my joints, a couple of joints in it. And I see that in my luggage. And so I take it out and I put it on, on the dresser. I zip up the bag. Now we get to the border and the guy goes, what's in the bag? And so, yeah, nothing, put it in, take a look. He opens the bag and there's a pen case. My wife thought I'd forgot it and she slipped it back in the bag. <laughs> and she said, my face just drained. Oh. I looked at that and so he opened the pen case and there's the joints sitting there. And, and the guy picks up the joint, oh. And so he, right away he calls the superior, you know, the sergeant or whatever, and so now we have to go in the guy's office. Uh, and the guy picks up the joint, oh wow, a whole joint from Cheech and Chong. Oh wow, get out of here. <laughs> he smokes weed. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, can we have the joint? No, get out of here. <laughs> he kept it. Oh yeah, he kept it, but he, but he, he let us go. He's and then I think yeah, it was the same time we had a roadie, Jimmy Root, and he used to carry this purse that jangled, jingled, jangled. You know, he's a hippie, and we'd hear this jingle, jangle. The plane we were on gets all, all of a sudden is forced to land. I think it was like Spokane or something. You know, just a real short, short, or it was Idaho. And the pilot comes on, we're making an unexpected landing, and we have to land. Don't worry, folks, uh, everything's fine. The plane lands, feds get on the plane, go back, and they grab our roadie, Jimmy Root. <laughs> oh. And they yard him off the plane, and that purse is jingling, jangling. <laughs> and Jimmy goes, what's going on? Well, what they did... We found out later because the plane kept going. He's he our roadie. Gone. He's our roadie, so he'll catch up with us later. And so we find out later that because of Cheech and Chong, we got through it. But they never checked out the third guy. And so the, he might be the guy that's carrying Can't all their dope drugs. or something or whatever. <laughs> and, and Jimmy is clean as a whistle, you know. Oh, God, we laughed. <laughs> because both teachers are sitting there. And, did you go to jail? Huh? Did you go to jail? Oh, no, no, he no. have nothing no, on No, him. no. He, he, they, they couldn't they, just search him on the plane. They had to take they, him they off the plane. They just play in that, that power trip, you know? I know. They made you land <laughs> to show you guys don't fucking do and, it. And, no, and Cheech and I, are, we're, we're both cold-blooded. I don't know him, you know? <laughs> Is he your roadie? No, I never saw him before in my life. <laughs> oh, just let him go. I mean, you kind of have to, man. Well, he's a roadie. Yeah, he's a roadie. That's what roadies are for. They take, take the rap for you, you know. They do all the dirty work, and then yeah, roadie, yeah, take him. No, he's fine. We don't care. Oh, we we had we had a lot of fun, but um, you know, it, it never got serious ever. You know, because we I we knew that this pot is the, the most. It's a medicine. And now, from that from that instance to now, yeah. how do you feel about that? Legalization's coming. Yeah, it's coming soon. Federal. I know. I feel it. I know it has soon. to. How do you it feel about to. that? How has that well, changed feel, from? No, your... I feel great. But I also, I also tell people, you know, just relax, you know, because you're you're changing a system. Think about it. Yes. Weed, as a black market product, is the most popular black market pro- product in history. In history. 
Nothing has ever breached the, the billions and the billions of dollars black market money. That's true. Uh, El Chapo. Everyone sells wheat. El Chapo. Yeah. El Chapo. Man, he had safe houses full of cash. And now, and that cash, you know where it went? A lot of it? The DEA. Really? The cops. Yeah. Is that getting knocked off our taxes? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You got 30000 Can you knock that's, it off our That's taxes? why they got DEA agents with two homes and yachts. We were just talking about this before you got here. ATF. Yeah. Think about that. Alcohol, yeah. tobacco, firearm. Yeah. Three deadly things. Mm-hmm. How, what, isn't that fucking crazy that weed's the only one not on there? It's illegal. It's yeah. a drug. Except alcohol, tobacco, firearms yeah. are all together. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Because when they were illegal, the black market for alcohol, the black market for cigarettes, you know, these are stub substances like heroin. Like heroin. If they legalized heroin, there would be no heroin problem. Yeah. People, I think that we, we talked about this. I think in Mexico, they're trying to decriminalize, what is it, all drugs, correct? Mm-hmm. And that stops the black market money coming in so so much. And that's why a lot of people are dying. Because you mess with their money. Oh. Oh, I didn't, <coughs> I didn't even think about it. Like oh, that. you don't know. You mess with their money. No, you can be logical all you want. But the reason pot isn't legal now is because uh, of the black market. You know, there's so many people. I, I'm talking about billionaires, people across the, the, the board. Because think about it. With weed money, illegal weed money, there's no taxes. All you have to do is find some business to launder your money in. Easy. What you can do, because every, every business, you know, hotels, condominiums. Everything. Yeah, the building of uh, that three million dollar Laundromats. Like LA, go down, go down anywhere in like Koreatown. Like it just says water. Yeah. It just says clothes. Like those are yeah. fake. <laughs> That's a laundering yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who's going to complain? You know, because Nobody. the tax guys, they they're clean. Who's going to complain? Just like that building that just fell down in in. in I saw in, that. Uh, that was sad. In, in Miami, uh, Florida. You know, just fell. Building inspectors got paid off on that. Oh, to let it collapse. I didn't even oh. think about that. It's not let. No. Or to let the no, what faulty build? No, what it is is that they used, first of all, they used inferior building uh, products. There's a cement that, marine cement, that will withstand um, salt water. You see, underneath Miami is salt water. And so salt water will leach in, in, uh, in ordinary cement. Because ordinary cement is what sand and uh, and uh, you know, uh, but it, you know that makes up from the desert. And marine is a whole different uh, thing. You know when they put in the marinas and that. You know no they idea. use a whole different a different kind of cement. I didn't even know that. And it's very expensive and and so on. Oh, so they went the cheap and, route. So they went cheap. That's why and that then, collapsed. And then I mean, this is my this is my opinion. And then the salt water leaches in. From the ocean, because underneath Miami is salt water, you know. And then uh, uh, JP, my my uh, manager here, he, he he said that the same thing that the 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 hard you know the bedrock underneath Miami is porous, so it's coming. So it so it sucks up the water. Now when the tide goes out, the water 
leaches out. And what happens when it leaches out? You get sinkholes. And that's why that's And that combination of shoddy construction and, and sinkholes. A lot goes into that. Wow, and, and I didn't even think about that. And then they've been warned, you know. Oh, they had been. Oh, fuck, yeah. Damn, that's so sad. Imagine just living in your building falls. Oh, I'd be so fucking pissed. I can't look at it that way. Oh, I got my lighter oh. here. <laughs> Sorry. No. If you're a long-time listener, you already know Manscaped has been down with us since the very beginning, so shout out to them. If you're a new listener and you don't know what Manscaped is, let me explain it to you in our terms. It's for your balls and dick. This is a male group. <laughs> Yo, every time, every time it's going to be hard to do these, it makes me laugh. Okay. This is a line of male grooming products. They have every single thing. As you can see, ball wipes to shavers right here to cologne for your balls. And the thing I feel they're best known for is the lawnmower. And this is the 4.0. Since about 1972, people started giving a shit. So for all you guys out there, if you're looking for a shaver grooming tool, this, I'm going to be honest, from me to you, out of everything I've ever used, this is the safest. Honestly, because we've all seen the blood. I've talked of how many ads have we done for Manscaped. We've all seen that little trickle of blood in the shower and we freak out and think it's going to be terrible and our balls are going to fall out or something crazy. Don't lie. This is skin safe, guys. This is rechargeable, wirelessly rechargeable. It's waterproof so you can have it in the shower. You don't have to hold. All right. I don't have to explain it, you guys. I don't have to give you the picture. <laughs> Let's stop. And it's also got a light on it, guys. You cannot be a nasty-ass fool when you have a lawnmower. For everyone interested in the Manscaped products, go to www.manscaped.com forward slash Yola. It's linked in all of our videos. So if you just go in the description below, if you're on Spotify, YouTube, no matter where you're at, the Manscaped is linked right there. It's forward slash Yola, and it's 20% off and free shipping. So right off the bat, if you just want to get introduced to the Manscaped brand, if you just, yeah, maybe I'll try it out, at least use the user link, 20% off free shipping. So as I said, they have gels, roll-on stuff. They have, they have ball pipes, cologne, lawnmower. There's so much. They have underwear. Guys, just check out manscaped.com. As I said, it's manscaped.com forward slash Yola. 20% off free shipping. As always, guys, thank you for using the code. Thank you for using the links and supporting the sponsors that support our podcast. Yes, you're supporting our podcast, but for finances and stuff, for ad reads, you guys... You guys watch other podcasts. This is how it works. But we want to bring you stuff that we think you're going to actually use. We think you'll like. And so far, the Manscaped code, you guys are doing, thank you. You guys you guys are using the actual code. It's actually working. You're using the links. Manscaped lets us know. So thank you guys for supporting. As always, guys, back to the episode. I, I'm kind of pragmatic in, in a way that we're all going to die. Because we're, we're, we're not meant to be in a physical universe forever yes you know uh, but we are eternal spirits so we we've, we've always been here in one form or another and so when you die uh, your, your body dies or or you change like a caterpillar you know it changes from a caterpillar it dies as a caterpillar but it emerges as a butterfly and then what it, what does a butterfly do mates Lays eggs, now you got another caterpillar, and and that's a cycle. cycle of life, and that's the same as humans. You know, we're only here for a relatively brief period of time. Yeah, you know, compared compared to, you know, the universe has been around for like ever, <laughs> billions of fucking years. <laughs> oh no, beyond that. And what is a year? Think about what a year is. We make that. Yeah, a year we is a, the time it takes Earth to go around the sun. That's, that's, there's no such thing as time, like in the spiritual world, but in the physical world, nothing but time. 
See? Yes. And that's way that's way to because everything there for every in order to have up you have to have down. In order to have Downs. right you have to have left. In order to have cheat you have to have chong, you know? That's the way the order of things. Only in the physical world. But in the in the spiritual world, there's nothing but love. Think about that. Last time I talked to you, I, you probably won't remember, you said something to me, and I've literally used it my since the last time I talked to you. You told me, I know it's it's actually so simple, but I, I I'm honestly do, I think about this all the time. You said, it's easy to be happy when you live in the present. It's easy to be sad when you think about the past because you might want to go back to the time you were most happy. It's sad to think about the future if the future is something that might be a little on the downward spiral or maybe you're not in good health or maybe this. And you said if you live in the present, you can't be anything but happy. Yeah. And I have used that as much as I can when I start thinking about like, all right, I got six months of this left. Okay, but this much money today goes to this. Okay, let's calm down. Let's just, what am I doing? I'm smoking a joint, I'm watching something hilarious. <laughs> Let's hang out. Let's hang out, and I'll deal with that's it as it I'm comes. Saying. I've uh, used it since I met you, and that's honestly. that's the way I look at at everything. And you know, and the people that I talk to, you know, I I, I do cameos now, and I get a lot of cameos because of of uh, my outlook. And I got my outlook what from jazz music. Yeah, I, 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 like I'm doing poetry now instead of. Uh, not instead of, but I, I'm a better poet than I am a songwriter <laughs> because I, you know, I only got a few melodies that I can use and it's always somebody else's. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Sampling. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, I know that, that song. But poetry, like I, I, I use my phone and no matter where I'm at, like, like I'll be driving or Anywhere I got a phone and I can write, and I'll, I'll tap out a poem. And I've got so many. And this morning, um, or just before I came here, I was working out with my, my son because what I want to do now is my son's like a jazz musician. And so I, I read a bunch of poems to him, and, uh, and he's going to take them and then put a drum track to it, nice. little music to it, and just, uh, just because it's on. The problem, I, not a problem, I appreciate rap and, and hip-hop because of the rhythmic use of the English voice, you know. Yeah. But the words in there are sometimes are so incredible, but the music gives it a different tone, you know. So it's, it's not like when you do a movie and you want to show sadness, you write sad music. Or, or danger, you, da, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Well, some of that music, when you think about some of the songs, if the, you hear the lyrics, they're like so sad, but people, you know, it's the melody. Yeah. <laughs> but now my love, now that it's over, hey, how's your drink? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like it can be nonsense, and yeah. you're still like, yeah, it's just pop. It's like pop. Well, pop well that's what is now. that's what it ended up being. Rob, Bob, a loop, a lot, bam, boom, tutti fruity, yeah. all fruity, just tutti fruity, all ri that was the song. That was yeah, a the hit whole, song. The whole song was that. Yeah. He's just scatting almost. Bob, yeah. bam, boom, got a gal named Daisy, almost drive me crazy. The golden age, and so what I realized 
My poetry, man, the words. I want the word, like I, what I told you, you know, it resonates. Yes, it stays. It stays. And so the music I'm putting to my poetry now, it, it complements. It plays background, see? See, instead of where, where the words are really the background to the music, you know. Because some of the lyrics, when you listen to them, like, oh, like, you, like Joni so. Mitchell lyrics, oh, oh. Always trying to get a man. <laughs> Always trying to do him right. <laughs> and same as the, the blues. I love, you know what I love because of the racism going around? When you, when you look at, like, I've never been a big fan of the Beach Boys. Me neither. And the reason is, is that I can't relate to the lifestyle that they were singing about. <laughs> yes. You know, in my room, <laughs> you know. No, if we were to do it, it'd be in my room. There's Uncle Charlie, Uncle Auntie, and <laughs> Chata, and Billy, and, and the twins. Shit. In my room. <laughs> you know. I was never a fan of it. In my room was my alcoholic aunt. You know, that no one else would take in, but we would <laughs> because she got a great pension from the war. <laughs> and she would, she bought my, my guitar amp when I started playing guitar. You know, I was so poor at one time, I never owned a guitar. When I would go to a gig, the guy I was working for would give me a guitar, <laughs> his guitar. You to told use. me you grew up without money. You said you're. When you used to ride in the car, you remember seeing the floor through yeah. the through the floorboard, right? Floorboards, yeah. yeah. That's that's some Flintstones crazy yeah. shit right there. That was some of my earliest memories. Hey, you told me. Oh yeah, and I told you the power of prayer. Because yeah. Oh, when you well, prayed it, for your it, dad to it, get a job. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because I was going to Sunday school, and they said if you want something, you got to pray for it. Remember, you did say that. And I thought, wow, yeah, and it worked. My dad got a job. And I kind of keep score. You know, I kept score the whole time. And, and I listen. I listen to the, um, to the God, you know, the, to the preaching that I got. Because, uh, whoa. I mean, it, it was so right on. And the thing, that's why I'm quite sure, you know, my whole life has been sort of ordained, you know. I'm not just here uh, to be here. Yes. I'm here to spread the gospel, you know, you know, to get weed legal, to be part of it, you know, it's coming. And, and, and that's, that's what I am. You know, it's, it's kind of like being a lightning rod too. You know, you know what a lightning rod's only purpose is? They get by hit by lightning, <laughs> so that someone else won't get hit by lightning. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. You you yeah. you guys have paved paved the way, man. Yeah, paved the way. I mean, yeah. You just said it yourself. I think I don't even know if we started yet, but you're talking about Howard Stern. About, I mean, the one of the biggest voices on the planet, and he says, "What? Listen to your records." Yeah, listen to you. So when that's, you when you started this, if you could put it together, when you started this, you were doing the strip club and thought. I'm not an actor. I'm going to get on stage. And that moment you, you realized you loved it and just started oh. going from there, made records, then you made movies. And then, I mean, look. Yeah, well, that's when people say to me, you know, how, how do you want to be remembered? Well, you know, because I want to be remembered as a guy that wasn't really anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Like I wasn't really a guitar player. 
I wasn't really an actor. I wasn't really a director. I wasn't really a writer. I wasn't really all these things, but I did them. <laughs> you know, because that's the way it, that's the way it is. I because it's not me doing it. That's the key. It's not me doing it. It's my spirit. When people say to people, oh, you've got a lot of spirit, or that horse has spirit. Spirit's a good word because it really says it all. You know? Yes. Because spirit, spirit is something that you can't buy, you can't rent, you can't teach. You just have it. That's it. That's it. And if you got it, and then, see, see, I was given the combination when I was really young. The combination of, okay, this is how you, this is where you go, and it's all written. It's actually people have been chanting the truth for years and had no idea what they were saying. You know what it is? The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven. Right there, right there. God's not here. God's in heaven. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and you. No, God's in heaven. Okay. Okay. Where's heaven? In the spirit world. So God is spirit. Okay. Hallowed be thy name. Now, he's not only God, but he's so powerful, or she, that just to mention his name in a holy manner, gives you the power of the universe. That's how much power in the hallowed be thy name. God's name is hallowed. It's so special. Um, but it also says, you know, don't use that name in vain. You know, So when people use God as a curse word, that's not helping their cause too much. <laughs> you, know? Gotcha. you know what I'm saying? I, I did not grow up religious, so that you just broke it down very well to me, actually. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. And then, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. So the kingdom that we're in, it belongs to God, not ours. We're beholders, but we're very important because God is a performer. But what does all performers need? An audience. An audience. <laughs> and there's no restrictions on audiences. You don't have to be talent to be an audience. It's true. You just have to be alive. <laughs> and you're an audience. You're a beholder. So we'll be, be the name. Thy the kingdom. kingdom come. Thy king, his kingdom. Thy will be done. So whatever God wants done, it will be done. There's no escaping it. And if it doesn't get done, that means God wasn't in it. That's why so, you said it was written. So if God is in it, no matter what God's in, it will get done. On earth, here, as it is in heaven. That is the, the thing. Only God can, because he produced uh, the, the physical world, but he's always been in the, in the uh, spiritual world. And there is no beginning or no end in the spiritual world. But there's tons of beginnings and ends in the physical world. Yeah. And us as humans, we're part of it. Now, when we come back, 
because we're here to learn, okay? So we can come back as a blade of grass. No, I, as, I, uh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a, a mouse. We can come back as a rat. We can come back as a dog. We can come back as a whale. Because we're all in the same spiritual, I mean physical world where we're breathing the same air, drinking the same water, you know? It's compatible for human life. But only if you follow the physical rules. Yes. If you break the physical rules, then you're out of here. Next, next. Uh, but level. where are you going? Where are you going? You're going back into the spiritual world. Like now, I've also, I, I also had a, uh, an epiphany about evil, evil people, because one of the religious books I read, or spiritual books I read, you know, said that in heaven you'll meet a, a, a Hitler or a Mussolini in heaven. Yeah, because there's no sin in heaven. See, there's no nothing but love. And so, yeah, you're going to meet these guys. You oh, won't I recognize see, them. <laughs> you won't recognize them, but they'll be there. Now, they were here to do evil because to learn, which we all will be doing. Because eternity means we have enough time to be evil and to be good and to be this, to, to be gay, role. to be straight. To be black, to be white, to be brown. It's the second time I've heard someone explain this to me this exact way. Yeah. We all come back to play every role so we can experience every, every And we will play every role. I've heard that before. That's crazy you said it. that. Because we're not going to go anywhere. Because we're stuck in eternity. It's a loop. We will always be here in one form or another. Like so that. I can I picture me being a, a, a meteorite. Circling around the earth for until I bump into something else and become something else. And then that can bump into something and become something or, or nothing for another millennium or zillion or whatever. And then all of a sudden that nothing becomes something. I mean, when you are blessed, like I, I've been obviously been blessed, it's... It's, it's beyond, like I, I'm beyond joy or, you know, it, it's, because when you know these things, then what makes, like, what makes me happy, you know? My wife, <laughs> who I still get jealous over. That's good, man. That's still alive. Like, for 83 years old, and I still get jealous. Not still. It's okay. I am a jealous guy. And she knows it. And, uh, oh, and we've created the most beautiful family. It's so beautiful. And they're all different. You know, like my son married an Indonesian lady. Her, his, da his daughter goes to uh, Arabic school. Oh, wow. They're Muslims. She studies the Quran. And that's our daughter. That's my granddaughter. And then we got a little grand, uh, the brand new baby, grandbaby, a little Kira. Oh, she's so beautiful. She loves me. Whenever she sees me, she smiles. And she'd be making strange with everybody else. And she sees grandpa, 
big smile, and she sleeps on my chest. She just wants to snuggle and sleep. I've got, and they're all staying with me now, you know. They're all at the house. Well, not my son, you know, Paris and them, they got their own house and that. But my life, it couldn't be more beautiful. Seriously, couldn't be. So good to hear. Yeah. I'm hanging with billionaires and, you know, I'm staying at their house, their second home <laughs> in Aspen. <laughs> their second home, not even their first home. They got places in the Hamptons. They got, you know, they're, they're multi-billionaires, you know. And yet, I sign way more autographs than they do. You spread, <laughs> I feel like it's the give and take. You gave so much happiness to people that you can't, you're overjoyed. If there, if there was a word past that, that's you. You wake up knowing like, no, I'm doing everything I've ever wanted with who I want. And I'm happy. Yeah. That's the best thing you can wake There's up no to. There's and, no need. And like, like I told you about living in the present. You know? yes. I mean, my life in the present. No. No, the worst thing that happened to me was today. All of a sudden I got blindsided with uh, uh, my TikTok uh, photographer shows up. I look at him. It's not Sunday. <laughs> Next thing you know, he brings in a big green screen and a whole shitload of clothes. And, and, and then a couple of strangers walk in carrying uh, uh, dab uh, outfits. Oh, you weren't ready for that one. Well, you know, the way I am, I said, they probably told me and I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fine. It's fine. Costumes. Because what are you, you going to do, complain? No, he can't. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to do it. Whatever they wanted to get done, and I did it. And uh, I'm still, but they know, you know, the universe is so beautiful with me. I mean, you can, you, you know, just by what I've done, you know. So the people around me, they're, they're so tuned in to who I am and what I am and what I like and what I won't do and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's very few things that I won't do, you know. But there's a very thing, you know, like, <laughs> when I'm with Cheech sometimes, because Cheech is, because he's kind of getting a little grumpy <laughs> in his old age. And we're, when we're shooting the rest of that, uh, um, the documentary that we're going to be uh, out there, the, the director wanted some, some uh, conflict, you know. Every, every good play has conflict, yes. conflict, conflict. And so he managed to piss uh, both Cheech off and my wife. <laughs> the director? Yeah. And so he got conflict. <laughs> Are you guys done with the documentary? Yeah, it's all done. When does that come out? Probably a couple of months. As far as I know. I don't know. It could, he's been working on it five years. So, oh, wow. So it could be any time now. But there's no time limit, man. No such thing as, as, as a deadline. There's just opening night. And closing night. <laughs> it's all that matters. And then with everything in between. Um, I know uh, we got to get you out of here. I know you have to do more, they said. Um, before you go, I know uh, I, I really appreciate this. Hopefully it's not the last time. I, know I have so many questions I wanted to ask, but I know you're on a time limit. But before you go. Ask whatever you want, man. Okay, I got one more question. I got one I'll more question. I'll give shorter answers. All right, I'll give you, I'll do one more question. Um. You told me about it last time, but I want the audience to hear. You, pretty much right there. It's uh, from being in the success of Cheech and Chong, the success of all your stuff, your your, your music, the shows, 
And then you land the spot on 70s show, Leo. Yeah. I mean, such a <laughs> such a perfect character. Man. I mean, even as a kid, I went, that's Chong, teaching Chong, right? From the 70s. Like, it was such a perfect character. You were on there for so long. It's such a good show. Do you like doing movies better? And especially if you don't have to, do you like doing movies or or TV better? Especially when you don't have to be the director. You don't have to be, go here, go here, go here. You just walk up, do your thing, and you leave. What did you like better? Having full control of the entire process? I like both equal. Yeah? Okay. Equal. It was an experience. Total. Oh, yeah. Great experience. Now, at first, it was a little strange being on the 70 show because you had to read exactly what they had. You know, yeah, just no say improv. It. And and the thing I liked about it is, there were, I never had a lot of lines, you know. And I loved that. Yeah, I guess you that know? is true, huh? I didn't yeah. even think about it. No, I didn't have very many lines. I think just standing there. With and the and hair so I would, is what it but was. it was uh, what it, what it was. They wanted that that life force of that character in there, and see so because that that life force validated that life that time of uh, that period perfect that time yes, period it was perfect because it was a, a life force of a guy trying to make it in a photo booth you know, you know? the record store <laughs> and all this crazy shit yeah 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 and and the and the because the character was the way he was he didn't have to get him high you know that yeah. that's him that was him it's permanent and uh, i did a bit yeah so so that 70 show really Again, you know, I'm a blessed person, man. I'm very blessed. Because it was like that show was written for me. 100%. That was a perfect part. Yeah. That was the part. Yeah. Yes. And and then when I left, when I was gone for a year, you know, I guess things started dropping and then boom. Was that why they wrote back. you off? Because you had to go to yeah. jail? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. I thought it was like, all right, he's done being Hyde's dad, basically. I thought that was just the <laughs> no, no. part of the episode. But you know, you know what happened? What happened was that uh, I asked for a raise. Oh. I th thought I should be getting more because they knew the value, of my value to that show, and so then I'm, I'm just, there was no bump in the salary. You know, it stayed the same. Stayed the, every year, it stayed the same. And then finally, oh. said, I don't really give a shit. You know, I never did. But but I said, well, I better ask for a raise. <laughs> so they wrote me out, and then I got busted. Perfect timing. Again, serendipity, man. Perfect time. Serendipity. And then when I got out, they wrote me back in. Yeah, you came back for one episode, yeah. right? Then I came back for the last one. The last Yeah, year. I remember that. No, I did the whole year. I don't I just remember the last episode was with Seth Myers on there. I don't remember that season as much when yeah. Eric was gone yeah. and Kelso was gone, everybody was yeah. gone. It was they they were getting ready to end it. Yeah, you know, to end it anyway. Mm -hmm. And and when I came back it was a perfect way to end it. That was a great last episode. That's one of my favorite last episodes of a series ending. It was just so... It was, I, love, it was I love what happened after. I love the fact that Jackie and Kelso... I know now they're Jackie actually married. Jackie and Kelso got married. In real life. Because they grew up together. Yeah. They fell in love with each other. What a, what a story. What a story. Beautiful story. And to see it Of course, now. Ashton tried to go Hollywood, you know. Danny Moore for a while. And he, he was trying his best. And then... And, and, uh, Mia started becoming this award-winning actress. Yeah, she's <laughs> in a great movie. Whoa, you yeah. know, what am I looking over here when it's right in front of my face? The whole time. Yeah, that's a great, what yeah. a great story. I didn't even think about to bring that up. Yeah, what a full circle. Man. Yeah, they actually yeah. got together. Yeah, what a great yeah. story. And, and the other ones, they all got stories. Danny, in trouble, you know. With his, yeah, I see all that. With, 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 uh, with the ladies. 
No. And then everyone now, else. No, Wilmer. I I try to hook up with Wilmer, kind of, you know, but Wilmer's Wilmer. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's got his thing going. Everybody's got something yeah. going on. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that was the old 70s show. What other question? Um, we'll do one more because I know they want they want to wrap it up. I got one more. Uh, for everyone else, we talked about it last time. I was such a big fan of Half Baked. I brought this up to you, and then you told me the story. So I want I kind of just I know a quick brief story about this. You're a squirrel master, obviously, in Half Baked. <laughs> You're gonna beat the shit out of everybody. And then when you went to jail, and I asked, did anybody call you squirrel master in there? And then you told me you were feeding a group of squirrels. I ended up being a squirrel master <laughs> anyway. When you went to jail for real. What was the, the squirrel's the name? What chubby. Chubbs, right? You said chubby? the big guy? The big guy yeah, that died? what was it? Chubby? Was it Chubby? Yeah. Yeah, you said you started feeding a group of squirrels while in prison. Yeah. The the mess hall, the food was so bad that even the, well, the squirrels got fat because it was just all carbs. And so the squirrels would, ground squirrels would get so fat they couldn't get back in their hole. <laughs> I can't believe. What are the and, odds of that? And the hawks would sit up on the late Thing. That's right. They got the hogs they would got be them. looking up there, waiting for the right one to get fat enough, and that's what he did. The hawk went down, grabbed the fatty, but he couldn't get in the in the thing, and he brought him up to the light fixture. It was hundreds of feet in the air, and and the mechanics that I was hanging with at the time, you know, the electricians, they're up there, and they were telling us all that they found. Uh, um, the, the ground squirrel up there, Patty, Chubby, whatever his name was, up in the in the light fixture, in the nest, in the, in the being eaten. And and the one guy, <laughs> one of the prisoners says, you know, ain't no way that ground squirrel crawled up that pipe. He thought that was real. <laughs> hundred feet in the air. Ain't no way that ground squirrel crawled up that pipe. I we laughed so hard at that. I man. just think it's what a full circle. You play the exact character you ended up being in jail. What was wow. that about? What wow. was that about? with Dave Chappelle? What are the odds? That's Dave Chappelle. It's I'm just, telling you. And Dave Dave is another truth teller. You know, he's going around town doing the best comedy ever. Ever. What a what a a genius. We're lucky to see it. You had to see a lot of good, a lot of good comedians too, from the start of their careers yeah. too. I see them. The ones I admire, you know, I really admire, like uh, Steve Martin. You know, really love Steve Martin because I'm a musician, and he really is a musician's. I've only seen one, one when I was a kid, and he's got the not a bowl cut, but like if my hair was down, he got that, and he's talking. He's 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 got a banjo. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think he's got a suit. I can't remember. I watched it with my mom, but it was just fucking hysterical. Oh no, he's he, his movies and everything now. Oh, he's another. Apparently, his Inspector Clouseau, you know, because I was really good friends with Peter Sellers, so I never really got to see uh, Steve Martin's version of the Pink Panther. But I'm I'm going to rent it or check yeah, it I out. Seen it I got to see it. I got to see it because I love. And and uh, who's the guy that got? Uh, uh, Louis C.K. Funny as hell. Funny as fuck. Uh, he was my, uh, I, you know, I, I discovered him after Cheech and I, you know, got back together, you know, then I discovered Louis C.K. No, I discovered him before. 
when when Shelby and I were doing, my wife and I were doing comedy, just the two of us, and, she, and, that's and we went her. and saw Lewis, and and in fact, oh no, we were with Cheech, because I was telling Lewis that my wife and I used to work, and then now she opens for us with the Cheech and Chong show, and uh, and Lewis was telling me, and he gave me the idea to introduce her myself. Don't let the MC introduce Shelby because then it really puts her off on a bad footing. But if I introduce her, then the crowd's going to accept her. Right away. Because they hear my voice, and it's respect, you know. Yeah, I love, oh, there's so many good comedians out, man. Yeah. Fluffy. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. We were just talking <laughs> about him recently. I want to hear Fluffy's uh, rap with the other fat boys that he hangs with. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it. I've only seen it. No, I, it, it, it's it's just his crew. Oh, just his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear their dinner plans. Oh shit! It must be extravagant. <laughs> yeah, because you get in that world, man. Yeah, once you get uh, in, start making money uh, like that. Chinese food has a whole different meaning to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going to the most places we never heard of. Oh, and and you can get this portion and that portion. Yeah. Um. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming. I oh. know we got to wrap up. Okay. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, they're or are we, me know. Have yeah. we been rolling? <laughs> yeah, we were rolling. Have we started already? <laughs> oh, what time is it? It's been an hour and a half already. Oh, shit. I got to go. I got to go meet this guy and do his TV show. There it is. Or is that you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weed. That's the weed talking. That's good weed, by the way. It is. Is this mine? That's yours, yeah. Tommy Chong. No, so Chi, uh, Chong's choice. It's right? Chong's choice. No, it's Tommy Chong's weed. It's called Tommy Chong's weed yeah. now. That's why I wanted to. That was my last question. Is that what it was? It, it is now. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a little slow on the uptake, but he's a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I, just, I wasn't. Sure. I told you in Aspen, I got lost, couldn't find the head shop, and I was in between two of them, <laughs> one here and one there, <laughs> and I'm looking around. Where can't find shit. And finally, the guy, the guy saw me. And he took me over to, well, let's try this one. It wasn't it. And went downstairs, and we found the one. He bought me a Tommy Chong bud. Oh, for the weed? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was very you, nice. You're in, you're in Colorado, California. Yeah. Right? Is that in any other states? I th oh, we're in a shitload of places. You know? So it's just Tommy. We're, we're in uh, Massachusetts. We're in, we're in um, uh Detroit, Michigan. We're in Michigan, Chicago. Oh, so, so all the recreational. We're all over the world. Nice. So Tommy we're, Chong's we're cannabis, man. right? That's what it's called. Tommy Chong. Yeah. Oh, and what I hear, I almost forgot to give you my uh, present. Oh, thank you. Not no offense, but they're breath mints. <laughs> uh, no, no, really, seriously. No, they're oh, they they're, really are breath mints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Wow, look at that. Yeah, that will melt in your mouth. Cream and it, it melts your brain a bit too. In THC infused breath strips. Yeah, that's what they are. That's awesome. So you want to give your boy some and uh, Tommy Chong, or you're just going to keep it all to yourself? Nah, we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go hard and do the whole pack. <laughs> Thank you so much. So this is uh, Chong uh, Tommy Chong's canvas. So that's where everybody can find it, right? Yeah. All right. And it's available. Going to be available everywhere. Nice. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, we're going to rule the world eventually, you know. It's the attitude to have. Yeah. Especially when everybody else messes it up so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I love 
shopping in thrift stores. That's, that's my favorite store to go to, a thrift store, because you get a little history of, of where you're at, you know? And then you find objects that you can't find anywhere because they're one of a kind. That's true. Little carvings, little stuff, you know? So, so a thrift store to me, like when I was a kid, you know, I used to walk home by the, through the alleys and see what people threw out. Then if I found something that, uh, you know, I could use, I'd take it. You know, and other things, I'd just look at it and then leave it. But I liked thrift stores because if for some reason you don't like what you bought, you give it back to them. <laughs> I guess so, right? <laughs> That's all. I used to go to little antique shops, too, when I was younger. Yeah. It's just fun, man. And I love the people you meet there, too. You know? There's always a weird owner, but he's nice. It yeah. was a little weird. Yeah, or or a bunch of old ladies, you know, working for a, you know, a charity. You know, that's true. That's oh, and, you get to travel so much. Look at something. Well, I'm going to have to have three dollars for that. Damn. We're going to have to have three dollars for that, sir. This <laughs> is the train. It's not a sound effect. A train went by. <laughs> is that a train? Yeah. It always scares the shit out of me. Where the hell are we? We're in Burbank. 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 They allow trains here? Now they do, apparently, right when we're fucking filming. <laughs> um, so Tommy Chong's Cannabis, so everybody could find that. Yep. Um, thank you so much. And we much. sell the best CBD products. And that's legal everywhere. Oh, man, everywhere, yeah. Uh, TommyChong'sCannabis.com is what I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, get... Anyway, look it up. Look it up, Google it's, it. It's on the internet. It's got Tommy Chong we'll in there Google somewhere. It. Yeah, yeah, Google it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, maybe next uh, we'll do another one of these. I have a stack of questions, but we'll save it for next time. I know you're on a time limit. Okay. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you Is going that by. That's everything. Mm, who gives me the check? Where's the... Right over there. Right over oh. there. <laughs> oh, you're the designated payer? I, I push buttons over here. That's what... <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. That was Tommy Chong. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you have a good day.